Hi guys, it's Abu Bakr. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the first episode of Thoughts at 30. If I asked you, what was the most significant moment in your life that impacted your mind so much that it's never been the same? What would you say? Would you talk about something traumatic or a moment of immense happiness? Was it even something that happened with you? Or were you just heavily impacted by an experience a friend or family member had? I firmly believe that individual moments can impact us forever. I'll share with you something that happened with me that really changed me and stayed with me. So this story is from about over three years ago. It was the spring of 2017 and I was going over to my brother's place. During this time, we lived just a street away from each other and I was there quite often. So I remember I got to his place pretty late in the evening. And so when I arrived, I asked everybody who was there if they were hungry, if anyone wanted any dinner, and they said no. So I decided I would go to Chinatown by myself to grab a quick takeout, which I planned to eat at home by myself afterwards. At this time, we lived about two and a half miles from Chinatown, which was more or less a 15-minute drive. I remember arriving at the parking lot of the restaurant at about 10.30. It was a Wednesday night, and I picked Chinatown because it's one of the few areas that had places open late during the week, and we had been there many times. It was it was a relatively safe part of town. I remember just as I parked in the lot of the restaurant, another car drove past me. But then right after it passed me, started slowly backing up, reversing to the point where it was just parallel to me, right next to my car. At this point, my driver's seat is right next to that car's passenger seat. I remember thinking maybe this is someone I know who recognized me, a friend saw me, so I opened my door and was about to exit my car. But as soon as I did, a man came out of the passenger seat of the other car and softly said, Give me the keys, man. I don't think I quite understood what he was saying, so again... As I paused, he said, again, give me the keys. I took a closer look at him, and I noticed he had a gun in his left hand, pointed to my waist. One more time, he said, give me the keys, man. I was still sort of shocked and paralyzed and didn't really respond to him, so he came up right next to me, placed a gun on my chest, and said, one more time, give me the keys. This time... I responded, I handed the keys over to him, but even after I handed them over, he didn't move the weapon. In fact, he sort of pressed it close to my chest where I could feel the gun on my heart. And at this point, I distinctly remember having thoughts like, oh well, no worries, it's been a decent life, had a great family, awesome friends, a fun job, I had a pretty good time. It's all good. Next thing I remember, the guy shoved me to the ground, and I sort of snapped back to reality. He got in my car and drove away, and the guy who was driving his car drove the other direction. And that was it. I had my car robbed at gunpoint. Next thing I did the basics, called the police, filed a report, gave them the description of what happened. They took down the information and offered me a ride home. I actually asked them if It was okay if I actually went over and picked up the food I had ordered. They said yes, so I picked up the food. 
and then the cops uh, dropped me back at my apartment. Thinking back about that night, for the most part, I remember being really calm about everything, even when the gun was placed on my chest, it wasn't like terrified or anything. After the incident, I was very calm with the police. I was very articulate. I was like, I was at this address. It was this time. This was the height of the assailant. This is what he looked like. This is what he said. And I remember not being afraid at all of what was happening. What did bug me that night, thinking about everything, and then for many nights that followed, was with why I was so okay at that final gun-to-chest moment. I really thought about that hard. Why was I thinking all these things like it's been a good life, good friends, and all this stuff? Shouldn't a person be scared in a moment like this? Am I not afraid of dying? And yes, obviously I am. I loved my life. Uh, I always have. So then, what was that? I remember talking about this to friends and family, and sort of discussing this on forums online, and still not really getting any closure, any answers. So then, not being able to solve this mystery, and growing increasingly frustrated, I reached out to a professional for help. And early summer, late spring of that year, 2017, for the first time in my life, I went to therapy. Making that decision was probably one of the best things I have ever done for myself in the 30 years I've been alive. The answers that I found to those questions that were bothering me aren't really important or the point of the story. But for the sake of continuity, what me and my therapist discovered was that sometimes what we fear isn't death. What we fear is pain. Because we know what pain is like. It's awful. Death, on the other hand, is a very abstract concept because while we're conscious and alive, we have really no experience of it or understanding of it. The point that I want to convey, though, is how important I realized it was to properly understand our own thoughts. Friends and family can be great sources of support, but more often than not, they go into fix-it mode. They're invested in us emotionally, and this affects their advice. They usually look for ways to instantly kill your problem by giving their own experiences, and that often isn't the help you need. Therapists and counselors are professionals that understand human psychology. They provide a safe space for you to be with your own thoughts and explore them, things we don't really do. We never really check in with ourselves and question ourselves and ask ourselves anything. Just as we take care of our physical health, it's equally important to take care of our mental health. If we have a pain in our back, for example, the first thing we do is usually we take it easy. If it persists, we take some medication. And if it gets worse, the next step is usually to see a professional. In this case, a doctor. Our mental health should be exactly the same. If you feel heavy or anxious or maybe even have some racing thoughts or any thoughts that distract you, give yourself a break. 
take it easy. And you feel, and if you feel like you aren't getting any better, talk to a professional. Your mind and your body both need to be looked after and kept in shape. Before this incident, I don't think I ever properly understood trauma or triggers. I found that when I was going out at night alone or driving around Chinatown on certain days, I would get this random racing fear. And I knew at some point it was irrational because nothing was happening to me in the moment, but it was still happening. And that's how I knew that I was getting triggered by associations. Because of this one night, I became a hundred times more sensitive to people's triggers. Since that day, I'm more careful about the words I use in everyday speech. I'm more careful about the content I share with people. And it's made me a far more empathetic person and taught me a very important lesson about treating and speaking to everybody with as much kindness as possible. And also the importance of looking after our minds. And at 30, now I'm a firm believer that everybody can benefit from therapy. I'm not saying everybody has to go to therapy. What I'm saying is that it will only do you any good. I don't think enough people have the right outlet to organize their thoughts and analyze them. And once you do, no matter how happy you are, you feel better. Just like you do after a nice walk on a sunny day or a session at the gym. And this is why I feel that individual moments can impact our entire lives. I sometimes wonder why it had to take me a really traumatic incident to make me a better and healthier human. And I don't know the answer yet. Maybe the biggest empaths have seen the scariest moments. Or maybe for some people, it just comes naturally. Maybe some people are just smarter and kinder than I am. Or maybe we're all the same. Whatever the case, we need to be more vocal about these things as a society. We need to eliminate the taboos around mental health and trauma. You wouldn't ask somebody with a broken leg to go on a hike with you. The same way if somebody's telling you they just don't feel up for a hike because they're not having a good day or they're maybe they're anxious or maybe they feel sad or depressed, they should be treated the same way. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. So next time somebody close to you or even an acquaintance maybe isn't up for something or says they're down, they just need some time, they're not feeling all right today, they have some emotions or or some things to resolve amongst themselves, I hope we won't respond with animosity. I hope we won't undermine their feelings. I hope we won't tell them to get over it. Let's validate them. Let's speak to everybody. Let's try to be as kind and soft as possible. Let's try to understand each other. And if we can't understand them, let's at least not try to make fun of somebody who might be feeling something. Even if there's an, the odd chance that you might trigger somebody who might be even slightly suffering or in pain or just sad, it's not worth it to do that to somebody for a quick laugh or a joke. So yeah, empathy, the origins of it, trauma, are they linked? These are some of the thoughts I've been having since turning 30. 
I'm going to end with a quote I've been reading about empathy and trauma, accountability, and opinion. Opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy, for it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. It requires profound purpose larger than the self-kind of understanding. Thank you so much for tuning in. I promise I'm going to get better at this. Tune in next week as I talk about maybe becoming a parent one day and whether or not parents should be entitled to respect and gratitude from their children. Thank you and see you then.